Vieira sacked, Conte combusts, and Marco Silva sees red. Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. How are we? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Another weekend down. Yep. Yeah, pretty... Well, I'm sure there's one main topic we'll talk about, but yeah, it's pretty standard, wasn't it? Standard weekend until... Ten games to go. Manager's been sacked. Mm. Manager could be sacked as we're speaking. <laughs> yeah. Surprised he's not. Which we will get on to. Um, but as the um, intro suggested, Vieira has been sacked, Conte has combusted, and Marco Silva has seen red. Quite a weekend for Premier League managers up and down the country. Um, and my teaser is along them lines. With Patrick Vieira was sacked last week following a recent run of poor results. But can you name the previous seven permanent managers of Crystal Palace since their return to the Premier League in 2013? Oh, uh, all right. That's, I thought you, yeah, that's fine. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. So since 2017, the last 13, seven. Permanent managers. Seven, 2017. 2013. 13, yeah, yeah. And seven permanent seven, managers. Yeah, yeah. Fine. They've, had, they've had the same caretaker take charge like four times. <laughs> so I've excluded him and just the seven permanent managers. Yeah, um, give it a go. But we'll, we'll go back to that at the end of the show. But I suppose there is only one place to start. Don't play. Uh, they don't want to play under pressure. They don't want to play under stress. Uh, yeah, it's easy in this way. And Tottenham, Tottenham story is this, 20 years that there is the owner and never won something. But why? Only for the, the fault is only for the club or for the every manager that stay uh, here. And uh, I have seen uh, the manager that Tottenham had on the bench. You risk to disrupt the figure of the manager and to protect the other situation in every moment. And now, and uh, now, uh, until now, I try to hide the situation, but now no, because I repeat, I don't want to see what I have seen today, because this is unacceptable, also for the respect for the fans. They follow us, pay the tickets, and to see, to see the team another time, to have this type of performance, for me, I repeat, this is unacceptable. And, uh, we have to think a lot. We have to think a lot about about this. Thank you for that, Antonia. Um, stick with it, mate. You've yeah. only got 10 games to go. Head up, mate. Come on. It's not that bad. <laughs> Get your millions and then ditch them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. That was quite something. Yeah. Yeah. That has basically dominated the weekend, hasn't it? Have um, you ever heard anything like that before? No, no. I don't, yeah. It's probably one of, the, one of the first and only times, isn't it, really, that... Mm. A manager has come out publicly, but also directly after a game when he's obviously still in a job. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, we'll talk about it and get more into it. But yeah, it was pretty so full on. Let's start with what would have caused this rant mm. <laughs> and rave. Um, Southampton three, Tottenham three. Um, going into the game, Spurs had the opportunity to climb to third place. Yep. Um, playing bottom of the league Southampton who they'd previously beat was it 4-1 early in the season 4-1 yeah 4-1 and um, started off really well didn't you 
Um, yeah, we did all right. It wasn't making a few chances, yeah. playing nice football. Um, R9 came off after nine minutes, wasn't it? Four minutes. So still no goal for R9. No. Three, um, three, three different occasions that he's cried. <laughs> zero goals. Well, in that's the yeah, so zero goals, three, three lots of crying. Yeah. And Two goals in the Champions League. So <laughs> still cried more times than he scored. <coughs> oh, dearie me. And then, did he stop in, in place of Son, or was it Kuleszewski starting? Uh, no, yeah, Kuleszewski come on for Richarlison, so it was Son, Kane, and Kuleszewski. Okay. And I um, saw Pedro Porro starting ahead of um, Emerson, Emerson Royal as well, yeah. and yeah. He, he opened the goal scoring. Yeah, You'd have a couple goal. of chances before that, though, didn't you, to yeah, sort of chances? But he had, yeah, he <coughs> his goal was a carbon copy of the chance he had before, and then, yeah, he scores his first goal, Spurs, and basically... Mm. Half time, wasn't it? One nil. Yeah, Sun got the ball, didn't he? Played a uh, crossfield ball with lots of space. Mm. Pedro, I think it took one touch and then smashed it past Bazuna in goal. Yeah. One nil up, 45th plus one minute. Going into half time, one nil up. We could have t- taken that and probably yeah. well deserved, well deserved lead going into the going into the break. <coughs> um. But whatever happened in the half time dressing room of both teams, within a minute, it mm. game was level. Yep. Adam scored. Didn't um. He? Really soft goal. Orcock got it on the right, crossed it in. Adams fl- beat, I think he beat Deer, 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 died to the ball, flicked it in off the post, one-one. Um, but it didn't seem to knock your confidence too much because no. you're still creating chances. Kane had a had a drive from just outside the box so that went over the bar, and then um, Kane then was it header, header yeah, header two-one. Which <coughs> I saw some stat about him. He's got nine headers already, and it's that equals the record for Dun- yeah, same for, as Duncan's yeah, person. most headers, headed yeah. goals in the season. Which I didn't even know he was anywhere near until yesterday no. when I saw he yeah. really beating it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> and then Perisic then just got his first goal for Spurs, making it a 3-1 lead. And you'd have thought with 15 minutes to go, that was all she wrote. And yeah, I've been up to third. Yeah. 74th minute, we're 3-1 up at bottom of the table. Mm. We've just made it 3-1 with like from being one all, And mm. yeah, everything's in our favour. And yeah, then... Time to shut up shop and, yeah. and and go home with the three points like you just said, like move into third and like you got anything really to move complain on, about. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And but within three minutes the goat Theo Walcott <laughs> said he'd scored it. Had to had to score. Um nip one back and then that look that always whatever two teams are playing with it's three two and you've just got one back, the home team's going for that third goal. It's always a nervy occasion. Yeah, and the side that needs points they They'd, they'd rather lose four two when yeah. they're going for it than, than yeah than not and yeah it was a deep corner from Warbrows I think it was headed out and then it w- the ball fell to Ainsley Maitland now Niles mm. who was um, assassinated on nah. the edge of the box <laughs> that is one thing by Pedro was it yeah. was he said by Sar no Sar. it's it's never, did Var- never the ref gave it straight away didn't he and Var the ref it. gave it and then they looked it but they're never going to overturn the ref yeah. decision it's just all, they're awful they're it's a, it was a Poor, poor decision. It's just never a foul. It's never a free kick, foul, tackle, whatever you want. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst of the worst. But like I said the other week, Arsenal, you've had your complaints. Like at the weekend, it was Tottenham. Mm. It was Wolves as well. Like happens every. It's not just like oh my god, same old Tottenham moaning about it. Arsenal moaning about it. It happens every game, Mm. over any level that's got VAR involved. It's yeah, just awful officiating, awful. And then up, stalled, up stepped Ward Prowse, who we actually spoke about last week. Missed a penalty, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm surprised good he took it because he's missed a couple of these. He missed at least two. He missed mm. one against Leicester and missed one. I can't I remember the other game. Has he missed three or two? Yeah, he's, he's missed at least two recently as well. Um, so I'm surprised he stepped up and took it, but he did, and what a penalty as well. 
Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And he said in the, he said in his post match, didn't he, that um, he couldn't look Fred Foster in the eye because he's one of his best mates, and he says he kept laughing trying to take his penalty. Yeah, yeah probably laughing. At <laughs> why is that tree in goal? We should be <laughs> on a, in a retirement home. <laughs> and um, <coughs> dispatched it in the top corner like a perfect free kick, and um, Southampton took home a share of the points. Yeah, and then this this is where the story begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is when it all really. Already kicks off, doesn't it? I mean, I've got loads of things on the gone at loads, but a few stats and whatever. But yeah, the main issue and talking point is obviously Conte's rage, wasn't it? At the end, he just let loose. So it was obviously in the press match. He had he'd won in the uh, post match. Sorry, should I say he'd won like the stand up interview, and then his main like five minute round mm. was he sat down and yeah. then just unleashed. He didn't just let it all go, did he? Um, do you think it was premeditated? He's been bottling it up for a while and then just wanted and then just decided to go boom. Or it's just off the cuff. He was so angry of that performance. I would say, yeah, it's probably off the cuff, but yeah, there's a lot to, yeah, there's a lot to talk about surrounding it all. But yeah, it's probably off the cuff, but yeah, probably jumping the gun. But I think he's just, I think he's just saving his face and, but, but yeah, basically saving his own back just so he doesn't disgrace himself and hmm. all the rest of it because inevitably when he goes either before the end of the season or in the summer then it d- again similar to what m- happens with Mourinho they don't look terrible and it's not all their fault it's Tottenham they're a horrible hmm. terrible club and and yeah, they're the magical elite managers that win loads of things and win loads of games but yeah just con- yeah, like I said can't they let loose after the, after Tottenham's abysmal another abysmal performance um and yeah, I've just got some snippets of what he said, but you've just heard it, hopefully. Yeah, players have to take responsibility. A lot of selfish players. I don't see a team. We don't have the spirit. They don't want to play under pressure, under stress. T- this is Tottenham's story. 20 years, there is the owner and they've won. They've never won something. And then he obviously why, and then he kicks up a fuss and walks out. But do you agree with it? I do, I do. Uh, yeah, 100% I agree with what he said. I do fully, fully agree with what he said because um, it's not, He's not wrong and it is correct, but yeah, I just think the and th- and th- that's the thing. Like a lot of supporters that follow Tottenham, they have a similar feeling to him. That is what we feel. We we know that and we we see that and we know that Tottenham are spineless and soft. And, and the prime example of Tottenham in Tottenham is the weekend at Southampton. We're three one up at bottom of the table. And we we draw the game. We can see two late goals. Uh, yes, one of them penalties is a disgraceful decision. It should never ever be a foul. But ultimately, we've we've drawn the game, and that is that is Tottenham in a nutshell. That is classic, classic, classic Spurs. But I mean, he has taken a swap at every single person possible, except him. I don't think he's yeah. taken any responsibility himself. No, he's yeah. also the manager of that club. It needs to stand up and be counted at times. And I don't think this season at all he's covered himself in any no. glory. The way he speaks. Them sort of stuff is probably been, fine in the dressing thing, room. People, but yeah, sorry. The, the, I'm very emotional about this subject. <laughs> I've got lots of things I could say. But that's the thing. He's been he's been talking this way for the whole season, regardless of what we're doing and how the games are going and whatever. He's been this having the same attitude. He's essentially not wanting to be there, which is absolutely fine. We can get rid of you. Or Spurs, they can get rid of you. You can leave. That's fine. But, yeah, he talks like this the whole game. We've also, uh, the whole season, we've also been playing this way from minute one, the start of the season, like we're we're not suddenly had a stinker against Southampton. He's come out and gone mental. Like we have been playing this way since the start of the season. That's because of him. Whether you, mm. you think the players are crap, we 
we buy rubbish players or whatever. Conte's playing the formation. He's playing these this group of players together, and he's he's the one in charge. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, There's something that, like I said, it was all like all singing and dancing end of last season. Obviously, finally finishing mm. top four. Conte a big hero, but then something's happened to some of the signings he signed. Bar Perisic, he doesn't really seem to get on many of them. No, like maybe yeah. that's he doesn't rate them or they've been poor form, but. Richarlison's in and out. He's, il- he's even said on cat. He's obviously said on tape that he's had a shit season. Mm. Um, Basuma, he didn't start a game for like three, uh, two months before he came. Um, Saar didn't start until after the World Cup. Didn't play till after yeah. the World Cup. Forster's obviously backup, but Perisic has been yeah. the only one that's really, but this actually consistently ab- picked him. And about, it's like about Tottenham as well about our transfers. Yes, we, we might not recruit the, the correct people, but we, uh, me as a supporter and the people listening as supporters, we have no say in who we buy. That is just the way it is. But Everyone and I'm one of these people that we have to. Um, I've said it on here. You have to like uh, re. What's the word? Basically, revamp your side and get rid of old players, even if they've been good, um, and bring in new players. And I know Dyer still plays, and Davis still plays, and Larice would still be playing. And there's likes of Sanchez, Mora, but these are Sanchez, Mora, Tanganga. Yes, they're rubbish, and I don't like them, Sessignon, But they don't play in the starting eleven. They are not. Davis and Dyer do obviously, but the rest of the squad. Romero was bought on a permanent with Conte in charge. Yes, he was on loan beforehand, but he's bought permanently. He brought in Kulazewski, he's brought in Bentancourt. Hoiberg is a new player within after this Poch era that everyone goes on about. Richarlison was bought this summer. Perisic is Conte's man, I don't care what anyone says. Thirty four year old left wing back from Inter where he was adored. That's that's his man. Basuma came in. Um Okay, certain players like Forster, that's a nothing. That's just irrelevant. Mm. Just forget about it. Jed Spence, obviously, either, I don't know, Conte didn't want him or don't like him for whatever reason. But, yeah, and Porro we bought in January. Royale is a new player after that era, all that rubbish. So this whole new squad, and Conte's saying about there's no spirit and there's no, we're not a team and we're not this, we're not that. But um, isn't isn't part of Conte's job being uh, responsible for the culture being responsible for the team spirit and the way we play football and the way the the environment of Spurs is so it seems to be a thing that follows him around his manager he falls out of his players he falls out of his team he fell out with um, Costa when he was at Chelsea and that was a big no, no, for the all the squad adored him, and then he like he that sounds stupid. He dumped him over text, basically, didn't he? Yeah. He te- text him saying, "You're not my plans next season. Yeah. You're getting sold." Um, that obviously caused up on the Chelsea dressing room, and at Inter, I think he fell out with the the board or fell out because mm. he wanted more money. And is he just a money manager, like but like a Mourinho was back in the day, where you just need to when you go to a club like Spurs, you you can't throw money at it. Mm. The, the success is limited because yeah. because there's there's not so much yeah. you and can do like with, this, with the not, players he's got we do spend we you spend do spend loads. money but, yeah. you, but you're buying spend. I think we've mentioned it on here before yeah. when you buy a player like, let's look at um, Pesuma for example mm. centre midfielder why have Spurs got him for 35-40 mm. million and why haven't Arsenal got him why haven't Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. went and got him why yeah. haven't there's, there's a, the, I always say that and that's, that'll always you, be you do get yeah. ones like you yeah. do get ones that go under the radar and you think that's such a great signing like a so you could throw Aaron Ramsdale out there, for example. Yeah. Like, I, he's seems a solid goalkeeper in the Premier League, mm. but relegated twice. Mm. There was a reason no one touched him, mm. but there, there was obviously some underlying issue that someone thought he was there was take a um, yeah. let's take a punt on him. But the signings have been poor. No one's really come in and 
set the world alight. Um, but I said it last year about Spurs. I thought obviously Spurs got fourth. I wasn't. I was never really that impressed with them. No, it was their Arsenal weren't. Arsenal didn't have a striker for all season, so playing with ten men basically. And Spurs had Son and Kane playing at such a high firing, level. Yeah. Yeah. Son has fallen off an absolute cliff. Yeah, he's got three. What four goals? This season, that's, that's one thing about, um, the, and that really yeah. is affecting Spurs in general. Because yeah. even if you weren't playing well, he's such a good finisher. You give him half a chance, bang, you can go home three points. Um, if it wasn't for Kane having a season of his life that is going under, yeah. uh, going under the radar, and even that's because not, I mean, he's got twenty-one Premier League yeah, goals. We still, just, I know it's ridiculous. We're still technically still fourth, and yes, mm. people got games in hand, and they'll do this, do that. But we're still fourth because of players like Kane that he's. Scored 21 league goals and we're clinging on and beating sides and winning games purely through mm. through one person. Um, yeah, no, it just sort of goes back to this, like sort of my f- initial thoughts of uh, what he come out with and what he said. But it's March. He said this on March 18th. His contract is up in the summer. Excuse me. Where where was this like passion and emotion weeks weeks and months ago? January when we had a chance to slightly improve our situation, Conte's own situation. We bring in Dan Juma. I don't know who that is, whether that's Levy, but I doubt Levy's sitting there going, oh, yeah, um, Dan Juma looks quality. Yeah, I think he tells that Paratici bloke, yeah, go and get him. We want him. I, mm. I doubt it because I also doubt that Levy says, yeah, Porro, we need Porro. He's quality, 40 million, please. Yeah, no, it's not the way. I, d- I mm. agree that Levy definitely decides on how much we spend and and how he goes about it. like the Poro deal went drag, seemed to drag on and on and we got him last seconds. hundred percent that's Levy, but we've still got Poro, one of we still signed him in Yeah, we still bloke. signed this bloke. We still signed Dan Juma, who I don't think he'll ever play a Premier League minute. I don't think he has mm-hmm. or will, but well, he's an Everton player. Well, he was, yeah, but he was at Bournemouth and then he went to Villarreal, yeah. was good, and then he's got to move back to the Premier League. Yeah. But just quick like I was saying, on contact, if he cares so much and he's got all this passion, this emotion, and wants the team to win and the club and wants the club to do well then he needs to bring that same energy to Levy and Tottenham, sign a, sign a new deal, sign a commit yourself to Spurs, and then he um, and he might have to reduce his pay packet and come to an agreement with Levy. But yeah, this you're meant to be this elite winning manager. Then go prove it. Go show us how good you are. If you and if you you sh- you do this rant on the weekend, and like I said before, you're 100 correct. I agree with what you're saying. Then and you want to be part of Tottenham, then then go and do it. Sign a new deal. He hasn't. The boy's he been twelve, thirteen months, like we said, thirteen, forty months. Sorry, like I said, he's been talking this way for a very, very long mm. time now, and it hasn't come out in the way he did at the weekend. But mm. yeah, he's just so he seems so anti Tottenham. Yeah. Well, like I said to you before on this podcast, that he's always come across to me in his presses and things like that that he's above Spurs. Yeah, and that rubs me up the wrong way. Even not even I don't I have no interest in Tottenham Hotspur, but mm. to see a manager talk that way about his own club it's, just, it's disrespectful nah, it's just and it's it, it's even more annoying or hurtful from a Spurs knowing it, he's ex-Chelsea and he's mm. he's, he's basically take, talking down to you saying I've done all this mm. you need me to yeah. get you there okay then prove me prove yeah. what, why you why you are this top yeah. class manager and if he's like, um, I know it's small things and we go on about it but if he's this elite manager he's so good Sheffield United's a prime example in FA Cup we go there, play our best team, our best players, and win the game. You don't go there, play a half-assed team, leave Kane, Kulazewski mm. on the bench, and then bring them on later on in the game because you want to win the game. And then you come out and say Tottenham are spineless and they, they don't win anything, blah, blah. That's a perfect opportunity to try and win something and you play a weakened side. And like, who are we to not play our best side at a mm. promotion 
side that are going to be in the Prem next year, most likely, hmm. and try and win the game. So it's just, it was just yeah, it's just, a, and that game will never ever be forgotten hmm. ever. And going back to Conte, just his basic fundamentals as a coach. Let me one player he's improved in the last twelve months. He's been there. Like Don't no know. one. Like Kane is just Kane. So yeah. you, you can't even count that. Yeah, and they're then an anomaly, aren't and they? Kane and Son are anomalies. He's well, even Son's. Is, Son's I say Son's Delo- declined. Yeah, he's just gone worse. It got worse. <laughs> he's got worse, isn't he? Um, no one there <coughs> looks like they want to play for the manager. Like we we joked the other week that you perked up against um, Man City and was it Chelsea at home and, and yeah, Royale was having the time of his life. Mm. Because he wasn't getting barked at mm. <laughs> on the touchline, and now he doesn't play though. He's not played. It seems mm. like he doesn't. He's not part of his ideas and plans. So, mm. yeah. Are you surprised waking up this morning and he wasn't sacked? Would you? Did your gut say that's him? I'd have, by the time we're like tonight, I thought yeah, he'd be gone. Yeah, yeah. Purely on the fact that Levy and the club and the whoever they just wouldn't allow. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, they just wouldn't allow the the manager of the team to talk to about them and their club that way whether we you like Levy you agree with Levy or you you like the board whatever you hate the board but yeah just purely on the basis of someone you've employed mm. to then talk about your club your team your players and yeah I thought he would be gone so I think I heard that they said that Conte had to come out and clarify that his out, outburst was purely aimed at the players yeah. not not Levy wasn't it but it's just, not, how, just can it, how can it not be how can it not be anything but the, about Spurs as a whole um, do you think you crossed the line at all? Or do you think everything you said was... Or anything you shouldn't... If he had hindsight, he should, shouldn't have said, or... Uh, whether he was even right to say it in the first place. Is that sort of stuff that has to be put behind closed doors? Yeah, mate, that's the only You, you like, bollock them in the changing rooms, yeah, and then you just have to be professional, do your job. Because yeah. I've been following football for years. I've, n- I've never seen a manager do that sort of thing and then come well. back from it. Can come yeah, back yeah, for yeah, it. Exactly. They never come back. They no. once the dressing room's gone. Yeah. Mourinho was it happened so many times if yeah. United he did it. It's uh, um, and that's if he's the second time round. I hope and pray that he's doing this behind closed doors and what in the change room and to the players. But yeah, and if he's not, then but it's it's also one of them like we said earlier that he talks like this all the time, and that if it was a uh, someone that was doing not doing well, but we supported and we backed and all the rest of it. And then he come out with this, you're like, oh yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah, we need to follow that man, get rid of four players and like blah blah blah. But yeah, it's just I just think it's Conte just basically trying to save himself before it goes horribly wrong. Mm. I mean, the only uh, sort of thing I can compare it to a little bit, it's nowhere near the same, but I remember when Artesta first took the reins, his first situation was Ozil. He then left him out of the squad, he turned up late, like yeah. didn't want him. Bad. But he was still on like three hundred fifty k a week, just mm. not in the squad, and Venga, uh, not Wenger. Arteta had to get that on his shoulder. Same for Bamiyang, same for Socrates. He had to block all these players out, and you either win the dressing room by doing that, or you lose the dressing room. And you're as a player, what must you think when you're sitting in there? Obviously, just you got the hump. You've just thrown away that lead. Yeah. You've drawn the game. You go on your phone and you listen to that, and you've got to get the coach about this yeah. guy as well. And you just listen to. Ev- they're all going to be talking about it on the WhatsApp yeah, massive, groups yeah. and. Yeah. Does that give you the motivation to like, right? Let's push your shoulders up and let's go. Let's let's prove him wrong, mm. or are you just like, nah, screw him, screw yeah. him and down tools, and that's what massively, yeah, massively. And we, I think it's massively to the the way we're playing football anyway, and the way our formation and style. But yeah, the I mean, the likes of Dyer Davis are poor players and or below average and not playing well. 
Hoiberg is awful, awful, <laughs> awful footballer. Um, yeah, they're they're just not going to want to play for someone like that. Mm. And who's coming out and saying all this stuff about him? And he's not right saying he's not wrong, and he shouldn't come out and like moddy call them and like, oh yes, okay, we do, okay, we do, okay. But yeah, I just think he should have be behind closed doors in the change room, a man to man. Like I said earlier, mm. if he's that passionate about it all, then ho- hopefully he's today he's knocking on Levy's door and going, mate, what's going on here? Give me a new deal. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not. There's no no chance now. No, there's no way. It's two stubborn men. Yeah, who were uh, highly yeah. professional and highly egotistical, mm. and they're not backing down. He's now laid he's, he's laid the gauntlet down. Yeah. Um, content, be like, right, this is it. Sack me now. Yeah, I, I want, I've, do, I've done I everything now to be I'm sacked. Gone, yeah. I've got knocked out of every comp- competition. Yeah, the only thing that's keeping him, I think, not sacking him, because obviously the ego, but he is still fourth. Mm. Like, but yeah. even that, he said, he said, I'm in his in his speech or whatever. He said like. It doesn't matter. We finish seventh, eighth. It, uh, it's irrelevant. So he's already trying to. Mm. He's already working, worming his way out of that. So I actually put a note here. Um, do you remember on the Amazon doc where, when Mourinho was in charge? We had mm. Dyer calling out all the players, and it was like, "Say names, say names, etc." Don't mm. just say, "Oh, we're boys. We're doing this." Yeah. Could he have even gone as far to call out certain players, or is that just? That would that would have been mental, but. Does he want to? Does he have to name like Levy? Like you're not giving me the money. Does he have to go that direct? No, obviously we can all read between the lines. Mm. But it's like you said, there's certain players that have been there who have let. How many times has player X, player Z let you yeah. down time yeah. after time after time? Yeah. But no, I just think it's, it's, why do these players keeps getting picked? Why is the formation never getting checked? Why is it always the same boring football? Yeah. It's been try, th- try a four-four-two. Try a four-three-one. Yeah. We played this different. whole way the whole season from, like I said, the first game, all the competitions, league, cups, Europe, all the rest of it. We played exactly the same way. We've lost our last five away games, mm. or no, we haven't won in five. We've drawn yeah. one. So we lost four-one, four-one to Leicester, one-nil to AC Milan, one-nil to Sheffield United, one-nil to Wolves, and three-all draw to Southampton. And that's your longest winning, winless winning. <laughs> Longest winless away run in a single season since yeah. t- um, December nineteen to um, September two thousand nineteen to January two thousand twenty. Yeah, we've conceded fourteen away goals since the restart of the World Cup. That's the most out of any side in the league. Mm. Southampton again, who are twentieth, they're bottom, two points off seventeenth. Had nineteen shots against us. They scored three goals, but bottom of the league. Mm. So interesting. Last week we actually had a bit of a segment on managers to be sacked and and whatnot. Yeah, Skybet. Last week was the next manager to go. Conte was nine to four. This week he's five to one on. Really? To be the next to the next one to go. Well, he's doing everything. He, he's he's trying his best. Well, he's done everything so, possible. Yeah. Um, he's also been. Like I said I've plenty of times, but he's the third highest paid manager in the league. Third highest. Mm. Third. You get paid. So and I'm, I'm assuming say, Klopp and Pep. Yeah, Klopp yeah. and Pep are like fifteen, twenty million. He's on supposedly fifteen, could be twelve. It's in between there somewhere, but he's the third. We have no right to be paying the manager that amount of money. No right. But because of the owners that everyone hates and despises Levy and all the rest of it, we have managed to get supposedly get this fantastic world class manager Conte in. And that's what he that's how much he repays us. I mean, I know we talked last week we didn't really have an answer for who do you want next. A name I heard brand of the round, whether he would take the job or not, Thomas Tuchel? No, he wouldn't. But would. again, do a Spur, do, as a Spurs fan, no, I wouldn't want Do you to, want now, another want no. Chelsea manager. No, I know it's all banter, like in our group yeah. chat, for example. It's like here we go again. Yeah, no, I, don't. I think that's part of the reason as well. Like he's obviously a very good manager, but do you want him? Like, do no. you want another? <laughs> no, 
No, we're done. We're done with trying to do that route. That's not mm. essentially. That's not Tottenham. Like Connie saying, twenty years without a trophy, fifteen. If you want to be all pedantic about it, but that is not Spurs anymore. We're not going to do that. We're not going to get. We've tried. We've. We're basically we're we are not going to get Conte in like like Conte manager and spend. 300, 400 million, which they want, they need. They That person, whoever it's Conte, Mourinho, they need that sort of money. They're not going to get that from Spurs. But we, we, we we'll we pay the wages of a, a manager, 15 million. Yeah, happy. Levy's more than happy to spend 15 million on, on one person over a contract. Um, But yeah, we just need to go back to not necessarily Poch, but that sort of manager, someone that's going to maybe enthusiastic and want to prove himself and grab a group of players and go, right, this is how we're going to play and this is what mm. we're going to do and and go from there. And yeah, I just... Because another manager's name, I can't remember his exact name, I should have wrote it down to be fair, was the Sporting, sporting Lisbon manager. Yeah, the who's, young, the young who's apparently is doing quite well. Obviously, they knocked out Arsenal in the week. Mm. Um, Petra Porra came from there. Um, but apparently, they're playing nice football when he's a young manager and that, that could be like a poch because he didn't poch come from... Was it Espanol to then to Southampton? Yeah. And yeah. was building a nice little CV, yeah. building a bit of reputation about his name. Yeah. And maybe that is, well, for me, that's always a preferred route than going to go get a, the big gun. Yeah. Um, I think that's just a more natural involvement. They're growing with the club. I mean, you need a wipeout. Like, Arsenal, sorry to bring it back to Arsenal again, but they finished eighth in a row twice. Yeah. Like, we needed that. We needed the first yeah. reset, and then the, the, the lockdown season was horrific, but yeah. we needed that. Just to literally get rid of all the crap, play at blood our youngsters through, mm. and go from there. And like you, it but that's a, even Arsenal. Arsenal probably this. I think this also. Spurs are also comparing themselves this season to Arsenal, where they're having yeah. Arsenal having a super season. Yeah, Spurs are. Don't know it's the wrong way. Having a normal season, they're fourth. Well, yeah, they're fourth and being knocked out yeah. all the cup competitions. Yeah. nothing else has changed. No, but even being knocked out of the cup is no different. For no, us. exactly. Like we don't. We don't get to the finals. We don't win these competitions. <laughs> but I think so. that's and if yeah. if someone said to you fourth beginning of the season, like it was yeah. maybe a bit disappointing if you were about to finish a bit higher. Mm. But but what? Yeah, on Arsenal, what they're better and also doing a very similar thing to what we had like a scene or two of being up there and compete. I thought we were mm. going to win the league and all the rest of it. But Arsenal are better than what we were then. I think, but. And they they're, they're obviously a much they're a, they are a bigger club than us and they have more money and they spend more money but they're still a notch below City United mm. Newcastle will overtake them in spending but they're still they're doing it in a way or done it or doing it in a way whatever you want to say it, say it and see it in a way that's similar to what Spurs would like to do and yeah. it's like you said you finished eighth two seasons in a row but now you're absolutely buzzing could mm. win the league. And yeah, you you don't even think about that. Past. That's like the quote unquote like project that yeah. people have been going around. That's yeah. what Man United are going with this project now. Stop signing these overpaid superstars yeah. and, and bring players who want to play for your club and yeah. and likable. Well, that was the main thing I really liked about last season. My big main takeaway from last year was I really like every player again now, apart from Cedric. I really <laughs> like every and now yeah. he's gone. I really like every single player at Arsenal. Mm. There isn't a player there like I don't particularly like. The whole starting lineup, yeah. I think they look, they come across as like nice lads, good lads, all fantastic footballers, and I can't moan about any of them. Mm. Like, oh, if he comes in like, whereas like four years ago, three years ago, I couldn't stand the team. Mm. There was like one or two players I was like, it was literally Saka and Smith Rowe, and that was it. Mm. The whole team were just toxic. Yeah. 
And you had these people just sitting there on big contracts who exactly. let you down yes. time and time and time again. But because there's no one else, you have to play them. And that's what Spurs are and at the moment. And that's exactly what we're going through. And you need we've, yeah, and we're going to be... Conte will go either now or in the summer and we will have a 34-year-old left wing back. What's, I, th- what's I think do? that's an issue why in January the um, the signings are so drab and mm. because like, I think I mentioned it before that why is Levy going to go sign a right wing back for £50 million mm. when the next manager ain't going to want to play with wing no. backs? They want to play with right backs and no. full backs. Like. Yeah, and yeah, we've got, we got Perisic like you're saying. Mm. Aging, he's going to go back to Italy. We've got a centre-back on loan who doesn't even want to play for Tottenham, but the long lay doesn't even want to be at Spurs. So, and like you're saying, why is 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 why why would Levy and Tottenham go and buy these players? But also in the same breath, why has he brought Conte in? Why did he why did he bring Conte in and and go that route with Mourinho from the start and then even tried Nuno? Like, why do that? But also right now, why would he go and spend all this money on certain players that supposedly fit Conte's perfect system? Mm. When at the weekend he's come out and give it all that, so because I remember saying a few years back when when you went and got Spurt when you got when it went and got Mourinho, I, mean, I think my exact quote was, "Is it worth selling solely your club?" Like obviously I'm being mm. dramatic here for a Carling Cup because mm. that's what Mourinho yeah. literally did. He got to the final and, he and then you sacked, yeah. sacked him the day, but yeah. he didn't. He didn't make you any better. You wouldn't have been no. any better in the long term or even the short. Term. You, you would have won the tree. You would have won a trophy. That would have mm. been it. You would have won at Carling Cup. And that would have been it. And is it worth, literally, like I said, no, it's not, selling... No, yeah, it's not at all. Going down the Mourinho routes of having the drab, ugly football, him castrating the club mm. at every opportunity and moaning about this and saying, oh, what irritates me about these managers is, oh, I've done this over here, I've done it over yeah. here, this is how it's like... Go do it then, yeah, go. Because when, when you were at Chelsea, when everything was... You weren't saying, oh, I've done this, like... No. You just got on with it. Because when he was it. at Chelsea, he was... Had a Brambich who had endless, endless mm. pockets. Real Madrid, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Same idea. And Conte, same when he was at Chelsea, had endless, endless pockets of money. And yes, yeah, it's, it's annoying. It's very, very frustrating. It is one of them things. But do you think the two-week break is a blessing in disguise, or do you think it's going to leave it to fester more? Like, do you want to just go and play the next game tomorrow and let's get a win and let's no. move on away? Or I think I think it'd be a good thing and. I'll be, again, very surprised if by the end of it, he's not gone. I'll you think you'll be gone by your next... Because that was my next question. Yeah, the, this international break, Your next surely, Premier League game, which surely. is actually on a Monday... It's Monday night, in it? Against Everton, away. Right, Mason. Um, against Dash. You think you th- you think he won't be in charge? I'll be shocked if he's if he's not if he's still there after that. Like I said before, purely on what he said and how he said it, no boss, whether you're working at co-op or you, you own Tottenham Hotspur, you can't... You can't accept that from some. I know he's the manager and he's he's a very senior role and a lead role, but essentially he's still below that his manager as such, his mm. boss. And yeah, you just can't talk about your boss like that. So I'll, I'll be yeah, I'll be I'll be very surprised. I'll be walks or get sacked or whatever. But again, like you said, it's it all comes down to two very stubborn people. Yeah. And about money. About money. Once again, everything revolves. Which he even money. said in his thing, we're both all very very well paid people. Yeah. But. Yeah, and uh, then he come out. Sorry, he's come out and not recently, but he has said as well. He's not. It's not about the money, and that's not why he does it. Blah blah blah. But like I said earlier, he didn't. We tried to get him in twenty twenty one, a summer. He didn't come. He didn't want to join us. So we then 
waited a few months and got him in November, paid him an extortionate amount of money for a year and a half, and he's gone, oh, yeah, I'll have, I'll have some of that, please. Yeah, thank you. I was so just about to say, it's quite easy to say it's not all about money when you're getting paid £12 million. Yeah, of course not. Because <laughs> like you, you not said it perfectly. Not he rejected you, and then he thought... Yeah. Then he saw you were doing crap. You sacked um, mm. Nuno, and then he's rubbing his house together. You're coming back to me again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll come this time and pay yeah. me X, Y, Z more. Yeah. And I'll come. And people are And I'll come an 18 month, he's on an 18 month contract, yeah. which was just, the writing's on the wall straight away. Yeah. And they said, obviously they're going to come out and say the right things and said, oh, it's about Conte coming in, see if he likes Spurs or or if if Daniel even Tottenham like Conte, what, for 15 million pounds? But he should be doing it for free then if he wants to come and have a look round. Like, <laughs> he can't he's get not buying a house. Alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And that's the other thing about Spurs owners, everyone moans about them and all the rest of it. And I'm not like, I love Daniel Levy, but you probably think I sound like it, but the owners and Levy aren't going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Mm. And they're, whether you like it or not, they're they're part of the reason Tottenham, wherever you think we are, we're at where we are. We've got a brand new stadium, a beautiful, amazing, world-class stadium. We've got all these deals with NFL and the, the Formula One that's coming in. I'm not saying that I love all that, but that's continuously making us money being able to afford a manager like Antonio Conte, a world-class winning elite manager, paying him £15 million for 18 months. Like, hmm. yeah, I just uh, And we still got Harry Kane, who's a £200 million player. We've got him because of Daniel Levy, whether you like that or not. That's the only reason he's still at the club. So. And he's idiot brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a stupid <laughs> agent, but... Yeah, it's, um, so there was actually... Uh, I don't know how true it is, but there was an article in the newspaper today that came out. It was obviously everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Apparently, Spurs want 100 million up front for Kane in the summer. Do you reckon Just that's a, a figure that's, that gets accepted? And um, do you think that's what. No, it's it's going to sound ridiculous. Do you sort of think it has to go to rock bottom for the. You'd get your manager. Obviously, Kane's not an issue, but that whole lingering is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Yeah, I think. Or do you build round. Or do you try and real maximise the build around? And is he going to want to stay for a rebuild? No, no. Well, I don't know. This, this is this is all the issues and questions. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we really have. don't know. We're not. In, I know it sounds stupid and cliche. We're not inside his like Harry Kane's brain, and we don't. We'll never know. But mm. I don't obviously absolutely love him to play his whole career at Spurs and continue to play for us and score goals. But if again, I said it last summer, but if he was to go this summer, if you look at what's going on at Spurs, then he then he would go this summer if mm. he if he can again. Levy essentially is the, the linchpin to all of that and he's the reason he'll stay or go. Mm. And it could be 100 million now, it could be 150, it might be 70 million then fifth plus 50, whatever, we don't know. But, mm. yeah, like you said, I think, and we're, we, we're not even be rock bottom, we, we'll finish, we might finish sixth and again, win nothing. Shock, that's no no surprise there. We might finish sixth and be in Europe, Europa League, like we've never, like we're too good for that. Mm-hmm. We might finish sixth. Well, it's like I said, I think this has been like an atypical Spurs season. I think yeah. it's just been maximised by the fact that Arsenal are top. Yeah, Arsenal I are top. I think that really is like oh. hitting home. It'd be the worst season of my life and many, many other lives if Arsenal win the league, Chelsea win the Champions League <laughs> and West Ham win that stupid Conference League and Spurs finish 5th, 6th, whatever, ninth. <laughs> got no manager, got Ryan Mason in charge. Yeah, I don't actually, I've just thought of something at the top of my head. I might be speaking out of term here but I know the winners of 
the Conference League get Europa, lo- Europa League space? Yeah, they go in it. Does that take like the, the no, sixth place off? No, surely <laughs> yeah, not. Can you imagine? No, that would be. Chaos. Imagine if they did to you what Chelsea did. You remember when they put you in Europa yeah, that, League? And yeah, they, the final year that happened. They took you from Europa to Conference. Oh. Sure, maybe I think this would be Qu- season one of Talking Loyal, and that yeah, that would be it. <laughs> if Arsenal win the league, it's, it's <laughs> probably the end of this anyway. So <laughs> sort it out, Pep. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Have you got Have you got any more on your? So before the, the pod, Jack was like, "Can I just we want to we run through the notes before we do a little a note check quickly?" And he's got like three, he had like three pages. <laughs> I don't even know if I've said it all content. or whatever, but like I was telling Tate last night, um, like I said, we always do notes and read up on stuff, but. All the stuff I've got on Spurs and Conte and all the rest of it, it just took so much energy to do. Like, my brain is just fried. So, again, I'm looking at all this stuff now. I don't even know if I've said half it. But, yeah, there's a there's a lot to be said about Spurs. And I think I've said enough. I think we've said enough. Right. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with part two of the show. Hello, listeners. It's former England and Premier League player Matt Jarvis here. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Remember to support the podcast by sharing with your friends and family and leaving that five-star review. Now, come on, you irons, and stay loyal. Right, welcome back to part two. Um, there was more that happened in football last week than just <laughs> Antonio yeah, Conte. There were some other Premier League fixtures over the weekend. Part two is going to be a quick review on the Wolves-Leeds game. Um, a bit on the FA Cup, a bit on the, the week that was European football-wise, um, Champions League, Europa League and Conference League. And then your usual uh, team of the week, winner and loser, and then the answer of the teaser. Um, so let's start with the Wolves uh, versus Leeds game. Wolves two, Leeds four. Yeah. Um, I actually put. I actually fancied Leeds to win this. I clicked them on our poll on the on the. Oh, did you? Yeah, I fancied I'd, them. I think I went. I said Wolves, and I know because I did it again. I did it at Super Six. I said one nil Wolves, and obviously terribly wrong. <laughs> Leeds two up early on, and three nil. Yeah, it was um, yeah, just mad, wasn't it? Six goals, yes, two so sides fighting for the lives at the bottom. Which is, the whole fixture is just bonkers, to be honest. Because yeah. obviously Harrison opened the goal scoring, then Ailey made it 2-0. Um, Christensen came on as a sub off mm. the 50-second score to make it 3-0. Um, and then Johnny scored an absolute oh, worldie. What a belter as well, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, obviously the keeper came out you could blame the blame the midfielder was it Rocco just sort of yeah, he kicked just it helped up it on, didn't he? Thought, but then he I'm he didn't know he was there yeah, yeah. he just thought nothing I'm just going to sort of flick it this way <laughs> I think Johnny's the last person that pitch yeah. got his ability a volley, to do that. yeah controlled a volley from 40 yards ridiculous um, and then that is it Tuna is that you pronounce it or the, the oh yeah, yeah the new signing yeah, yeah from yeah, Atletico yeah. scored a deflected goal went round like he'd scored the world door yeah. winner and then um, Rodrigo made it 4-2 um, in the 97 minute, um, obviously Johnny was sent off in that, and then also Matias Nunes was sent off off the yeah. field in the like, the closing minutes yeah. of the game. All just a mad, mad game. Yeah, there was like but yeah, VAR calls a lot, wasn't it? I don't know if you've seen this, seen this going around the internet. What it makes it even more like freaky is that on Saturday, March the 18th, 2023, that was when Wolves played Leeds. Mm. Exactly a year ago <coughs> to the day, March 18th, 2022, Wolves played Leeds at Molyneux. Um, Johnny scored. Johnny scored in both games. Jack Harrison scored in both games. Rodrigo scored in both games. And Luke Ayling's last goal 
was that? Was in that really? game. It was 3-2, yeah. wasn't it? Was yeah. like another game full of and goals. How ma- and Raul Jimenez got sent off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a carbon copy on exactly the same... Mm. Do- Luke Ayling's last two goals in Premier League have been on the same day. You're both away at Wolves. Yeah. Exactly a year apart. Um, just a mad, mad afternoon at Molly. VAR was involved. VAR sent off Johnny. Mm. Right, so as well, it was bad. Oh. It was awful tackle. How did not see that in normal yeah. time as well? Like, Luke Ayling's yeah. leg, that gave me like shivers. That yeah, was, like, it was bad. Oh. And that's what he said on Sky, didn't they? He said, like, just hope he gets up, but it was like, without a broken leg or whatever. It was a rough, rough tackle. But Johnny's first player to score and get sent off a wall since Chris... Ooh, Chris Limuru. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. He's actually Scottish. Yeah, he'd done that in 2008. Yeah. Chris Limuru. He's a boy, isn't he? Yeah. And a Burnley boy. Um, but that's this is just, this was a classic game of just prime Barclays. Like, yeah, it was. If you're like taking a bloke off the face of the earth and want to bring him to Barclays, that is <laughs> that, that is, is it. Yeah, that is that was just a, two was like game, crap teams like punching it, yeah. the shit out of each other. Yeah, absolute class. Um, Leeds Wolves in a bit of a weird place. They beat Spurs, then lose to Leeds, and uh, it's just yeah, they're one place above Leeds. They're th- Wolves are thirteenth with twenty seven points, same as Palace. And they, like I said, one win in five. And th- in that little run, they've had some difficult games. But, yeah, they got beat by Bournemouth at home, 1-0. Um, and then th- they now play Forest away. And, yes, they beat us, but they got beat by Leeds, got beat by Bournemouth, all teams around them. And on the flip side of that, Leeds have bit gone to Wolves and won. They're, and they're the games you need to win, the ones when and they're playing. And beat Southampton as well, Yeah, they? when they're, that's what, yeah, exactly. They're, they're beating sides in and around them. Wolves, one win in five. Um, but still 13th. Now Vieira's been sacked and the Palace just can't. Too redful. Uh, uh, 12th to 20th for all in a relegation thing. Southampton keep keep giving a little bit of, little bit of hope yeah, here and there. Yeah, they, they've, they've, but they're clinging on, aren't they? I know there's the points aren't that large and there's not a big of a gap, but yeah, Southampton are just doing enough after the break though not uh, not the physical break but after the uh, the uh, international break yeah. massive massive get west ham versus southampton huge huge like game. Yeah. if you wanted to define six pointer yeah. that is it if southampton win that they go <laughs> two points above west ham which is just nuts yeah, um, west ham didn't play at the weekend did they no so that's a few there are a few games but next week is like a double game week for a lot of a lot of teams um, I've just got the fixtures here actually to be honest uh, Bournemouth played twice Leeds played twice Forest played twice There's a lot. I, won't, I won't bore you with them all um, but yeah it was just a mad afternoon at Molyneux. Um there was an interesting call on I think it was who's the right back Samedo could, have been, Burpo, a, could have been a penalty yeah, yeah I think if the, two ex-Barca boys they give, each other. they give the one at Spurs Southampton then that has to be a penalty I don't know where to. Barca got all these right backs from like them two Royale yeah all these crap all right backs terrible players. Backs. Um, they're just terrible yeah um, Furpo swiped at the Wolves player didn't he and it obviously mm. wasn't given but yeah they give the one at Southampton then that is mm. a stone wall I think it was the seventh and eighth red card this season Wolves have received as well, really? which doesn't help. That's not good. You that can't, can't be good. You, you can't keep getting Menson off and hoping to win games. Um, and the f- Leeds fourth goal, Lopetegui was fuming when he was trailing. That's how that. I, I get it. The guy got sent off. Yeah, because maybe it is a foul, but not on, not, not on Troy. It's no, not. Not on the brick shit. That's a beast, isn't yeah. he? Like he, he pulled him, yeah, yeah, but come on, grow up. He could like, have easily got the ball back and carried on. There was mm. there. It just wasn't a foul. And that's why that is it Nunez that got sent off. Mm. 
but I've seen that as well. They're going to appeal it, but he almost gets. I think he gets pushed into the the full fish or linesman, and and the, have you seen the video? The linesman's like pointing at him. Yeah, like, they run. Him. They run yeah. away. But yeah, I, d- I don't know. If, I think it might get um, rescinded. But we'll be we'll be talking about pushing officials shortly. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Please do. Um, and just before we move on, I just wanted to make a note. I think a real positive for Leeds is that Rodrigo's back, and. Um, He's got, I think he's got eleven Premier League goals this season. Like, yeah, after Bamford can't hit a barn door, like, yeah. but Rodrigo is finding form and scoring mm. goals. He's had, a, he's had a long injury. I think he was injured just before the World Cup. Yeah, and that Nonto looks like a really good player yeah. for them. Mm. For he like does, yeah. He got an assist for um, Harrison's goal. Yeah, didn't he? like they took him off, didn't they? And brought that Christensen on, and mm. it worked well. He scored, and they won the game. But yeah, Nonto was probably their best player up to that point. Mm. So. Rodrigo became the first player to score in four consecutive Premier League games against Wolves. Which is a weird stat. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, likes against Wolves. Um, and just to note on Meslier before we move on, you see, he became the youngest goalkeeper ever to reach a hundred appearances in the Premier really? League. Mm. Twenty-three years old. Um, the Palace goalkeeper might get that if, they yeah, if he carries on. Up. Jesus, I know he was nineteen, but he looked like an absolute child. <laughs> okay, they couldn't be worse, Palace. At a minute, they could not be worse. They were, they were shocking. Um, let's just run through the quick, the quick. A, r- a quick run through of the rest of the Premier League results, and then we'll move on to the, the FA Cup. Um, Forest lost two one at home to Newcastle. Last minute penalty, Isaac on the Friday night. Mm. Um, and Newcastle, w- another shocking VAR decision, the offside oh. that just. But I'm saying again, I was saying the same point. But Tottenham had it. Newcastle had it Friday night. Wolves had decisions that didn't go their way at a weekend night. Like, it just happens in every game. It's not a and then even Fulham, Fulham United, mm. at Old Trafford, another prime example. Like it's just mm. always, 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 always every game. It's ridiculous. Villa three 0 to Bournemouth. Um, Brentford one one. Leicester, Leicester stop the rot. Yeah, you can call that stopping the rot. Um, Southampton three, obviously Spurs three. Um, Chelsea two all draw to Everton. Um, <laughs> Great Sims, goal from Sims. Sims last minute. Was it the 85th minute when it was Sims with the limbs. Oh, he sent Kulabali all the way yeah. back to Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> um, gave him the hips and yeah. then Kepper just keppered. And yeah. <laughs> but that was... Can't I'll take anything away from the boy, no, can you? That sort of goal is like my... That's my favourite goal. Is mm. Striker gets it, beats his man, just strikes it, rolls it past goalies. It's like yeah, an uglier better. version. I don't know if your listeners can picture this goal. An uglier version of Rashford's goal against Man City when he was like... 17 yeah. and he put it through Demacate's legs I yeah, think yeah. and then just slotted it past Hart and then just give the old hush yeah, hush hush quality. to the fans it's, it's great and then Arsenal for Palace 1 skip that was the Sunday <laughs> game um, no, I haven't really got much to add I thought maybe it's me just being pessimist that Palace might show a bit more never they had a chance in the first couple of minutes but that was Arsenal looked ruthless for they weren't they actually looked like they pumped us all them. No. They weren't very good at all. No. Palace managers haven't got haven't got a manager, nineteen year old in goal. Zaha was just an absolute donkey. Do you think it's a really bad decision to sack him though, personally? If you're gonna bring Roy Hodgson in? Yeah, what's no, the point? What's the point? Yeah. And if I'm not gonna say it because we'll move on, but if you listen to what company said about it always he has a very good opinion on it, I think. About yeah. who like their their recent games, who they're playing. Yeah. Again, similar Spurs. Like what what the Palace expect? I know they're in they're, a relegation battle. Yeah, they're twelfth. If they finished tenth or twelfth, like does it really matter? Yeah, and then now the next round of games are quite win, quite mm. winnable games, and they could get a few points. So, yeah. right, let's move on to the FA Cup. 
Man City 6, Burnley 0. Surprise, surprise. Aaron Erling Haaland scored another hat-trick. Another one. Erling Haaland has scored six hat-tricks this season at the Etihad, which is more... He Basically, he's failed to score in five games this season at the Etihad, but scored six hat-tricks. Like he scored more hat-tricks than he has failed work. to score in games. Um, he scored five in the week against uh, Leipzig. Leipzig. So he scored eight goals in two games this week. Not too bad. They've scored 13. I'd love to know how many goals Neil Mopay has scored in the last three years. Is it more than eight? <laughs> <coughs> yeah. There's um, not much you say about him, but that, that freak is a... No, it's just... Just machine. Absolute madness. And then, I think he got, he scored, what is even more crazy, against Leipzig he scored five goals in 59 minutes mm. and then got subbed in the 60th minute. And he scored three goals in 58 minutes and then gets subbed <laughs> in the 60th minute. I think, yeah. He's, so he's, he's played an hour and he's played two hours of football out of like 180 minutes and bags uh, eight goals. Eight, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah so he's and Pal- eight, and not Palace. Uh, Man City have scored seven plus six, which is 13 goals. Yeah. And apparently, I mean, he's, and he's apparently people are saying they're not the same Man City or. <laughs> we'll see. When, when Pop, Pop, when uh, Pep. Pep Benz over for Arteta. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, Sheffield United 3, Blackburn 2. I only watched the last bit. I watched literally two minutes of the game. It was the last two minutes. Yeah, it was good. What good, a goal. Yeah. Good uh, two minutes to turn on. Yeah. From uh, um, Sheffield United uh, took the lead. No, no. Blackburn took the lead. Sorry, for a penalty. Yeah. It was a Diaz penalty, wasn't it? Sheffield United equalised with a deflected. Um, Deflected. It was an own goal. Actually, ended up being. Yeah. Um, Sammy Samodics scored two one, um, and then McBurney equalised two all, and then they scored. I can't remember who they scored the, the world. Tommy Doyle. Yeah. Talk about it later. Great, great goal. Yeah. Um, Brighton smashed Grimsby five nil. Yeah. Um, to be expected. Ferguson looks like Erlen Haaland. <laughs> <laughs> Brighton's answer. He actually could be, if he carries on this sort <coughs> of good form, he could actually be Brighton's answer to it. A striker. Uh, the a striker, the striker, the the missing formula of that yeah. team they've always been crying out for. Well, they've got a massive out- outside, or not even massive, but they've got a chance of Europe, and potentially, if they really go for it, it could be. Imagine sneak, top four. It could sneak into the top four, which is would be outrageous. But um, yeah, easy five nil, wouldn't it? I really fancy Brighton to win that semi. Uh, yeah, I mean, out of all those sides, I know Sheffield United will obviously be well up for it, and they'll want to win as well, but. They're losing eight yeah, nil. They're losing eight nil. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they should. Uh, they they definitely should uh, lose. But yeah, Brighton, they'll go into that. No, yeah. no fear at all. No fear at all. Um, and then Manchester United three, Fulham one. Doesn't quite no, tell that, you really yeah, what happened. That looks comfortable, doesn't it, for United? Um, for seventy-one minutes, Fulham bloody fantastic. Mm. Should have been well one nil up. Should have been two or three. That great save from De Gea from Mitrovic's header. That's where the game changed. Um, I think Anthony came on, made a couple of subs, and then obviously they worked they worked the ball. Sancho round the goalkeeper takes a touch. Why he's not shooting anyway? Takes a touch, shoots. William clears it off the line, and the ref gives a corner. Whole whole of Old, Old Trafford is begging for a penalty. And the ref is told to go to the monitor, looks at the monitor, sends off William, and then this is when it all goes. Yeah, I just it all goes completely. 
Mitrovic then shoves the official. <laughs> um, straight red for him straight away. Marco Silva's losing his mind on the side. Straight red for him. This is before. This is, I, think, I think it took four minutes. It was just that chaos. Was, yeah, barbaric. It was mental. Chaos at Old Trafford. Opposition's getting red cards thrown out everywhere. Penalties being given. But if you look at it in like the cold light of day, it is a penalty. And it is a red card. Do you think Mitrovic deserves to be sent off? Yes, definitely. Right, I don't want to think. Yes, definitely a red card. But Fernandez the other week at yeah. Liverpool has to be a red card. Has yeah. to be. Uh, do you think the difference is he did it to the linesman and he did it to the ref, and the ref didn't see it? And the linesman, I think the linesman bottled it then. If he didn't want to like dob him in. Yeah, he might possibly that, but also, I mean, Mitrovic's reaction is awful, mm. absolutely awful, and he's so he's so aggressive in what he's doing. But yeah, you can't. Again, it's just another. Another bit of a fish ain't it's awful, it's just an awful bit of fish ain't if you you're gonna do that, fine, but other weeks you're not doing certain things. It's just yeah. And to be honest, the the handball if that it, it sounds stupid and oh, same old, like you just cause whatever, blah blah, you just it's cause it's Man United. But if that's up the other end, I don't I don't know, I think there's more of a discussion about it and more of a oh I don't know, is that handball, is it whatever, blah blah. So yeah, I just think it's classic Old Trafford, and then another side, sort of, again, sort of thing Tottenham would do, just blow up, and that's the end of the game. Oh, as, as soon as that penalty was given, the whole the head done. heads lost central. Yeah, it was done. Because um, William, as much as I don't like him, he was playing so so yeah, well. He was really good, wasn't he? Um, Fulham deserved to go through for seventy one minutes, mm. and then literally, I've got uh, the numbers here. There were just two hundred and sixty five seconds between William's red card. And the score one nil to Fulham, and then May United going two one up. Yeah, it was, Literally, just yeah. under, just over three and a half minutes, and then uh, I can't remember who crossed the ball. When then it was Sabitzer when it flicked it in. Yeah, yeah and that was that was all she wrote. Like you said, nine nine mm. players out, eight outfield players. It's just impossible. And then they made us four uh, four subs. Four subs. Yeah. They subbed half. Yeah, come on, lads, chase the ball around. Good luck. Yes, yeah, put on that. Dan James. Yeah, old club. Tom Kelly came on, didn't he? Yeah, sod that. Oh. But. So the draw, that, that obviously, and then Fernandez finished it off, got a nice yeah. third goal, whatever. Moving, moving on to the semi-final draw. Man City versus Sheffield United. Brighton versus Man United. Games to be played over the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd of April. Mm. I think, like you said, I think Brighton got a good chance. I reckon a Man City... I'm going to go Brighton. I'll back, back the Seagulls, mm-hmm. I reckon. No, I fancy Brighton. I really do. Yeah. I think it's a bit like I can't remember the exact example I'm looking for, but they look up for it. Mm. It's their time, and they are they're, good. they're playing they are real. Good, and yeah. Brighton, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to play against. Brighton. And the way Man United were playing and have been playing since the seven nil, yeah, you fancy it. Yeah, I, I reckon be yeah be exciting, be different again. The final if it's City versus Brighton probably only goes one way, but mm. yeah, Brighton have been very good this year. Um, Sheffield United are the first side outside the top flight to reach a semi-final since Reading in 2014-15. That's when Arsenal drew them mm. and beat them just. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I did see that. Alex, so. Alexis Sanchez double. It was actually a howler from their goalkeeper. I can't remember mm. what his name was now. Um, in the extra time. But um, fair play, Sheffield United. Like you said they're going to be in the. Yeah. They're going to be in the, um, be the Premier League at least. Probably, yeah. yeah. So. But, okay, we bring it back to Spurs, but how frustrating is it to see 
Sheffield United that you would have got, oh. you could have got a home draw to Blackburn, and then yeah. you get, and then any, like you said, anything can happen in a. Yeah, we yeah we should be beating Sheffield United, but yeah, yeah it's what it is. All right, should we move on to the the European competitions? Yeah, we'll do a little cover of the Europe in the midweek. So, all the remaining of the uh, round of sixteen games were played, and the draw was announced. We'll run through the, what were the English teams: Man City versus. S- yeah, City got Bayern, um, Madrid, Chelsea, Benfica play Inter Milan, and Milan play Napoli in Champions League. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it, how the draw has been split? Mm. You have got like C, uh, draw A and draw B, which obviously, and that's the quarters and the semi-finals. Yeah, in the in the mix. Yeah, that that side with obviously Madrid, Chelsea, City, Bayern is the much stronger, yeah. and the other side, Napoli, probably on paper at the minute, be favourites. Because they're walking away with uh, Syria, and I mean they should be if they play Benfica in the semis. If they get through, then yeah, they should be comfortable in the final. So yeah, it could be could be Napoli in the final. It'd be quite interesting. Yeah, it would be very very interesting. Napoli, like I said, running away with Syria. Yeah, and they're a bit of a quite quite hipster team, aren't they? No one's really seen much. I think most English yeah. fans have probably only seen them play Liverpool this season. Like yeah, <coughs> no one knows. Um, you hear stuff and you see about that. Ossiman. Yeah, and the, the left midfield. I can't even know his name. Oh. Kanashvili or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. his name. But, yeah, they've obviously got some very good players. And Dombele, world-class centre midfielder. I was actually <laughs> looking at him last night and I was like, yeah. surely he doesn't get, get in that team. But he plays. He does like, play, He, he yeah. plays like a few minutes here and there. Do yeah. you know who does start for them, which is just nuts? Who? Is oh. Zang in yeah. from at Fulham. Yeah, he played for Fulham, didn't he, for like a year. Yeah. He, well, he played for Fulham, I think he played for Fulham for two years, mm. but spread over four. Right. Because he played... You only played when we were in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whenever yeah. they got relegated, he, he then he went out, off, he went yeah, out alone, yeah. and came back again. Played the Must Premier have been League, his contract, and then went out again. But yeah, he's part. He's a, and he plays like he's mm. massively part of how well. And Guisa, isn't it? Yeah, in Guisa, yeah. Yeah, I mean, am I a little? I reckon. I think I said Bayern Munich at the start of the season, so I'm going to stick with them. I reckon they'll win it all. So it's Bayern versus City, isn't it? You saying? Yeah. And interestingly, I'm pretty sure I read that they said that um, Cancelo can plan that game. Yeah, I saw that actually. You said that, yeah, Cancelo can play against City. But even then, he's gone out there and he's kicking up a fuss and saying he's not playing enough. So he's obviously got something wrong Some with Some sort of issues, yeah. yeah. Um, you sent Bayern, didn't you, for the... Yeah, I'll stick, with, stick by the Germans. I think I actually said PSG, so... They lost 2-0 at the weekend. Yeah, well, I'll get on to that. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'll get on to that. Yeah. Um, but I'd hate to see Chelsea win it. That would be awful. No, I think my boys, Hala Madrid, yeah. Alberto. Alberto's coming over. Yeah, true. He's coming over yeah. to watch it. So that would be. Yeah, hopefully, be we might even get yeah. Madrid. Madrid have got to beat Chelsea. They got. Yeah. Um, you think so? Especially now they lost last night in the El Clasico. The league is done. Yeah. Um, it looks like they're getting knocked out the Copa Copa del Rey as well. Mm. That's done. If Real Madrid now to do one thing, it's win it's Champions win Leagues. League. <laughs> yeah, and, and even when they're not even playing that yeah. well, they've won it. What? 14. Yeah, 14 <laughs> times now. So, and everyone there each year, everyone says, oh, City or PSG, like Bayern Munich, and no one ever mentioned, not ever mentions, mm. probably a bit strong, but yeah, Madrid are never, they're number one and they've won it the most out of everyone ever. Mm. And in recent times, like, why would they not be favourites mm. for this competition? So, yeah, Madrid, that'd be, that just beat Chelsea and that's all. That's uh, all Real Madrid, Man City semi would be, do you remember how good it was last year? Yeah, it would be, it would be cool. And it, that would be Man City's time, I think, to go. I think I think this year, I think Man City's time is this year now. 
Yeah, they're, they're a different side, aren't they, when it comes to the Champions League nights? Yeah. I think just going back to last year, I remember they butchered Man City, for, no, uh, butchered Real Madrid for like 30 minutes yeah. at the Etihad. But they had Jesus and I think it was Sterling, who I think they were 2 0 up, but they missed so many chances, them two. They could have made it. I remember Foden missed a great chance, but they could have been 4 0 up at half time, but said they're only winning 2 1. Yeah. Might have even been 3 1, I think, but they ended up winning that game 3 2. And they obviously got knocked out mm. in the um, in the Bernabeu. Yeah, I just but, um, hopefully Chelsea don't do it. Yeah, moving on to the Thursdays Europa League. Um, I was at the Emirates on um, on Thursday. It was a bit of a weird one going there because I was like, obviously I want us to win every game we ever play, but mm. compared to how excited I am to watch and nervous I am to watch Premier League games at mm. the moment, I didn't really have any sort of. Like emotion going to this game, I, I, th- I thought we'd probably win. Like not, but I think it'd be a great game. I thought we'd probably just mm. have enough, and it was buzzing to see Azu start. And I think we would have had enough if we hadn't conceded that absolute world. Yeah. <laughs> I was no, right behind that. Goal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally eight rows behind that, and I saw a shot. Because I, I wasn't really wow. watching the game, and then obviously you, you see stuff, then, yeah. and then it comes like people talking about the goal. So I put it on, and I thought, oh, like Ramsdale must be. Like yeah, my dad was having a go. I was like, it's not his fault. No, no, but I thought, oh, maybe Ramsdale's like slipped up and kicked the ball or whatever. But he was just nothing to do, was he? Like no. Arsenal, I don't know, someone headed it or whatever. And Ramsdale's basically in his box and just gets, and yes, a brilliant strike. And Ramsdale gets mm. called out. But yeah, Arsenal looked out on pens. Yes, yeah, so who missed Mart- 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 Martinelli? I was Mart- right behind the pens. Um, I do you know, it's the first ever penalty shoot at the Emirates. Really? Yeah, I was saying that at, really? the, to, in the, at the ground when it was extra time. I was like, you know, there's never been a penalty shootout here. And it's the first time there's been a penalty shootout at an Arsenal, at home, Arsenal being the home team mm. since 2003. We only do penalty shootouts yeah. away from home. <laughs> yeah. yeah but um, yeah, Martinelli missed and then, I can't remember who scored the winner, but they made it 5-3. Five, mm. five, um, but I, Arsenal historically... Arsenal goalkeepers with penalties are just Bad horrific. News. Like I don't expect you. To, I can't. Not, it's, it's unreasonable to say you should save every penalty and. Yeah. Come on. At least. Look like. At least look like you're going to try and save one. And we think that about Lloris. So. Never <laughs> Arsenal would never ever <laughs> say, like Czech was that. I first noticed it when Czech. When we signed Czech because mm. Chesney was actually pretty damn good at yeah, penalties. Yeah. Like Lucas Fabianski, I think he saved six penalties last season. Yeah. Six. <laughs> I also haven't saved six penalties in like six years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Czech saved one out of 14, I think. And it just irritated me because he won a Champions League with Chelsea being a heroic penalty. Yeah, yeah. He saved like Come three in the shootout, awful. I think. And he saved one in the game, or it might have been two in the whatever it was. He saved a lot of penalties. Um, Ospina, skip. Um, and then who were. Martinez was just trash for us, general. <laughs> Never saved any penalties. And now he and now he plays <laughs> no and now he plays for Aston Villa. He's yeah. and he's saving penalties here and there. Leno was a solid little goalkeeper, but never yeah. got near to a penalty, let alone go the right way. Uh, it, it, I think it all stems from Harry Kane as well. Every really? time he plays against Arsenal, bullets in a penalty. Like our goalkeepers get never, never anywhere near them. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> no, it was disappointing, but. My, everyone's exact words and thoughts as soon as I came out of that game was God, win on Sunday yeah, yeah, doesn't matter yeah. and we, I think, you, you go yeah. over it and we the way we won on Sunday no one's even thinking about it now. no and that's the thing if you'd have even if you'd have got a draw Sunday you'd have thought oh God draw Sunday like bloody hell here we go mm. but yeah 
Turn and up, like you said, turn up Sunday, absolutely batter him. You're not even concerned mm. about. And I said to my dad about it as well. Do Arsenal really need? Because Arsenal were playing mediocre football in that, and you, that's not sustainable to even win that competition. Yeah. When teams are playing well, do Arsenal really need before they play away at Anfield and away at um, West Ham <clears throat> a potential two-legged game yeah. over Man- against Manchester United against Juventus? Yeah. Or do they need to travel to Shakhtar Donetsk? Do they need? Do they need all that stuff? No. <coughs> no, I'd have liked to have mm. seen you get through, but yeah, you you haven't. So, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, United through comfortable over very Betis. comfortable. I think it's United's to lose. Yeah, they they got Seville. There's still Juve, Roma. There's a couple of big sides still left in that, in the tournament. But I'd say Juve and United are the, the obviously two top top teams in it. Because Juve, have obviously, because of what's happened to them in their league, mm. that this is their only route back to Champions League football. So. Yeah. They'll, they'll be going for it. And to be fair, they beat Inter at the weekend, I think, 1-0. Yeah, 1-0. So, they're obviously a very, very good team. Just a bad situation. It's interesting, this Maynard team. Though. They just remind me of that Mourinho team he had when he first joined, when they won the Carling Cup and they yeah. won the um, the Europa League. I think it's Maynard's to um, to uh, to lose. I did actually have to cancel my, to cancel my hotel for Budapest. <laughs> did you actually book one? Yeah. Did you? Oh. Well, no. They're, they're, you know where you book and it's free yeah, and it's... Nothing, I, yeah. I, I, I did it back in like, November. Yeah, yeah. I always... Cause I just you never get, know. I, much as I hate that competition, if you can book a hotel for 30 quid... Yeah, you mean... Yeah, well, you, you you should, it was always free, yeah. But yeah, but you should get... You should be getting to the final. You're... Currently, and you are, you are. We were, we were, quote unquote, the favourites. Yeah, but, but obviously, things that happen and yeah. penalty shootouts is, is what it is. Like you said, them the other week, Sporting are a Champions League team. Yes, yeah, they're, they're not a very good Champions League team, no. but they are a Champions League team. And if Arsenal are enough, they're going to lose. Yeah, but we did, we drew twice, and we yeah. get not. It's just, yeah, it's one of them guys. Arsenal aren't very good in Europe. They haven't been in my whole lifetime, so it doesn't really surprise anything. No, um, but now you're out and you can focus on the league if you already weren't. So. Yeah, no, my prediction would be Man United to to win that. Or Juve. But, then, think, but yeah. then they fight, they play over in the semi, yeah. don't they? Yeah. If they, do, do they Is that definite or? Mm. Oh, they do. Okay. I was going to say, if they don't face each other, it should be those two in the final, but... I'm don't... Uh, yeah, quite me on that. I'll back myself. <laughs> well, moving on to the Conference League. West Ham United. What is this? But West Ham will win this. That's what I'm saying. West Ham, I've got here. West Ham through. Are they the favourites? Yeah, 100%. they've got Ghent in the next round. Villarreal out. Lazio out. Lazio out. They got beat by Altmar or something. Yeah. Oh Again, weren't Ghent in West Ham's group? Well, they've played them before. No, and I think Anderlecht is still in. West Ham battered Anderlecht in both games. Mm. They've got, like I said, Ghent who are just so bad. Fiorentina left in it. They're a mid-table Italian side, and West Ham, yes, they're having a shocker in the league and. They could potentially go down there having a bad, bad season, but it's still that that Premier League, that English football. Like for example, Chelsea beat Dortmund. Chelsea a mid-table side this year, but in Europe, when they play against other European sides, it's it's just a different, totally different level. And yeah, West Ham could quite comfortably win that competition. Yeah, I think they will. Like I said, it's it's a bit like. Um they're yeah, running the Europa League last year. It's a nice little break, and it's best break mm. for the fans. I don't have to think about this relegation slog. That that like I just heard about going to the Emirates. I wasn't nervous. There's no built up anxiety about. No. Oh, are we going to do it? Are we finally going to do it? it? Doesn't really like West Ham fans just go there. It's a freebie every time. It's nice, yeah. and the players probably feel that relaxation. They can play nicer football. It's less mm. pressurized. Um, so I don't see why not. 
Yeah. Is that, I don't think that competition should exist personally because yeah, I well, don't really see the well, point of it. Yeah, to qualify, you finish seventh in the Union League. Mm. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's obviously just a, a money maker for somewhere, someone and somewhere along the line. But I mean, it's, it's a bit like how far do you go down with it? Do you yeah. then do a relegation European Or do you do a championship <laughs> one? Like yeah. where, where um, yeah. like Burnley can play, I don't know, Someone from the Barcelona B or yeah, something. Yeah, like is that? Do we do stuff yeah, like that? Like I don't yeah. know. Like is that when how far it it's going to go? Um, but no, I, f- I fancy West Ham for that. What other teams? Did you say what was the Italian team they've got? Fiorentina, the Fiorentina. best, the biggest and best side probably. Mm. But apart from that, it's like the West Ham got Ghent. There's Anderlecht, Alkmaar. Yeah, just poor sides that and the West Ham yeah, comfortable. And them games where we played in a few weeks after this. God awful international break is oh, over. Yeah. What is all that about? Well, don't know. Um, Fraser Forster, England's number one. Oh, we can touch on that quickly. Like, <laughs> what on earth is going on there? Like, Mark, not Mark. Yeah, Mark. I was about to say Mark Rashford. <laughs> 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 um, Marcus Rashford, uh, Mason Mount has dropped out, and so has um, Nick Pope. And he's been replaced so far by um, Fraser. Big Forster. Fraser. Wow, thirty-four-year-old, thirty-five-year-old Fraser Forster. Quality. I mean. I won't go on for it too long. We'll just run through the squad quickly for you listeners. Um, some of the players in here, my God. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not. I'm going to speak for literally five minutes max, and that's it. That's a lot. Um, Dyer, Gay, Maguire, Calvin Phillips, Mason Mount. What? <laughs> Where have these players deserved to get back in this England <laughs> squad? What? Ben White's not in the squad, is he? But Ben White will not play for England again until Gareth Southgate is left. There's obviously, yeah, something's gone terribly wrong there. But Ben White just should be in the team, like let alone yeah. the squad. He should be starting, not not in, not involved at no all. No one can tell me Mark Gay is having a better season. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Maguire. Oh, Mark Harry Gay. Maguire. I, I, I lost my head for like full on half an hour when I felt like Falat like is in the squad. <laughs> Why? Like, yeah. give, me, give me one reason. What's he done since the World Cup? He's played more, but I bet he's played more minutes for England than he has for Man United this season. Yeah, got me. But also the same thing. I also who, don't, who don't do you care. Pick? Yeah, yeah, who does he? Who does he pick? What do you S- pick? Just someone else. To try. I don't. Like, do you pick like Tarkovsky because he's played loads for Everton? Like, do you pick Cody? Do you pick Dawson who's gone to Wolves? Like, oh, I'd rather have him than Maguire. <laughs> Dawson's better than Maguire. <laughs> no, no, it just is what it is. It's just the squad picks itself. Yeah. Per- just to let you listeners aware, because um, I didn't know this until today, England's these are going to be England's first matches since losing to France in the World Cup quarterfinals. And we play Italy in Naples on Thursday, the 23rd of March. And then we play again Wem- uh, in Wembley against Ukraine on the Sunday, March the 26th. And they mark the beginning of the Euro 2008 qualification campaign, which will be held in England. And... Along with Ukraine, along with Ukraine, Italy, and England, the other teams are North Macedonia and Malta. <laughs> I wasn't even listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, international break! Just get out of the way. It's just oh, it's a killer, isn't it? So yeah, don't know if he's going to call anyone up for um for Mount and Rashford's place, but surely Tamori must be. Like Dyer's in the squad, like you said, yeah, why is Dyer in the squad? Maguire. Why is Fraser Foster in yeah. the squad? <laughs> Just take another player that might actually play, or oh. Oh, I don't know. At least but Tony's got back in. 
I mean, it's probably going to be his last hurrah. Yeah. He'll never play football again yeah, after this season. Banned for life. Um, but there's the difference between this and the World Cup squad. Tony's in, Ben Chilwell, Reese James and Mark Gare in. And the ones that have been left out are Raheem Sterling, Ben White, Trent, Callum Wilson and Connor Cody. I'm quite glad the cheerleader Cody's yeah, finally Cody, been dropped. That's, that's enough for you. He can, he can leave. Right, that's enough on me, England. Um, team of the week? Team of the week. Let's yeah. move on to team of the week. Right. Starting in goal. Right, we really struggled with this one. <laughs> um, so just... We decided just to do team of the week purely on um, Premier League games only. We didn't take into account the FA Cup because we just didn't. Um, but Emmy Martinez was the only goalkeeper that kept a clean sheet and yep. he also made a couple of good saves at 1-0 and yeah, we thought he's got to go. He was the best of a bad bunch, put it yeah. that way. I mentioned Ramsey made a couple of good saves, didn't mm. he? Um, but yeah, nothing There wasn't yeah, nothing nothing special between the sticks yeah. this season. This season? This this week? Wasn't it? A uh, brilliant weekend. And then yeah, we've got two defenders, Luke Ayling and Taro Mings. Mings, similar to Martinez, really clean sheet. Comfortable home home win, wasn't it? Mm. Ailing's what a goal. Obviously yeah. a big win away for the for Leeds at Wolves against a, a relegation rival. Mm. Yeah, like you said, scores again at Wolves. Um nice little celebration as well, the Robbie Keane. Yeah, iconic Cartwheel celebration, and, yeah. And the roll and guns, but um yeah, Luke Ailing and Mings for the defenders. Um and the midfield, um number one was Bakayo Saka. Um, First known of the team sheet, really, this week. Oh. First time everyone's team sheet. Player of the year. Um, absolutely outstanding again. Two goals and assist. First player in the Premier League this season to reach double figures in both goals and assists. Double, double. Summer season, little boy's having. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing all right. And just two good goals, a nice assist. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting these team of the week, son. Yeah, it's good. And then <laughs> the uh, second midfielder went to a vote between Theo Walcott and Jack Harrison. I'm surprised how <coughs> close this was. And drum roll, please. Dun 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 dun. And Theo Walcott with fifty-four percent. Yes, <laughs> Theo, Theo. Yep. Why, why, why did Theo get voted then? Because he's scored. I died. Just yeah, whatever. And he scored and got an assist against Spurs. Had who was your left back that day? Perisic. Yeah. Uh, we started someone else. He came on Perisic. Oh, did he? I think Davis went off early, oh. like 35. But yeah, Perisic, oh. crazy. It was like the battle of like, the 35-year-olds down yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. And then Isaac um, finishes off the team up front. Two goals. Yeah, he's good. Two Very lovely good. goals. Do you think he meant that first one? Yeah, definitely. Like not. He just wanted to score, didn't he? Just whether he could get on it. He sort of like falls away and... Mm. Jumps and hits sort of volley, like flicks it for the outside. Yeah, leg. whatever. It, if he was going to hit shin, knee, toe, whatever. He's, he's, yeah, good, good goal. And yeah, scores twice. It was very good. Lovely very good. penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's that game. He was very good. Very good game. And um, it was a lovely assist he got. But obviously, we mentioned earlier the 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 varsical oh. of that. Ooh-hoo. Can't be disallowing goals like that. Um, but no, that was the the team of the week. Was your Martinez, Ailing, Mings, Saka. Theo Walcott and is that Alexander Isaac? Yeah. Yeah. Yas. Right. Winner and loser. Do you want to start us off, Jack? Yeah, my winner, I've gone, both my winner and loser this week revolve around the FA Cup. Winner, I've gone for Tommy Doyle. 
like we mentioned earlier, he scored the late winner against Blackburn for Sheffield United to send them to Wembley for the first time since 2014. And yeah, what a goal it was. Smashed it home 25 yards into the top corner. Late winner. Makes it 3-2. Um, his grandparents actually, both sets, had played in an FA Cup final for City in the 1960s and 70s. Mm. And obviously, Tommy Doyle was on loan from Man City uh, to Sheffield United. And yeah, he's going to Wembley and playing against them in the semi-final. So, good little story. And yeah, scored a well You say he's on loan from Man City? Yeah. Is he allowed to play for them? I think, no, I think they didn't say he wasn't, so... That'd be so harsh if they say no. Yeah, imagine, imagine. No, I'm pretty sure they all, yeah, is they, didn't, they didn't make a big deal out of it, him not playing, so... Mm. Yeah. My winner of the winner of the week is Theodore Walcott. Oh, <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> no, he's, he's had... He's, if you've got a birthday week, you don't get much better than this. He's had his 34th birthday on the 16th of March. Um... He scored his first goal of the season against Spurs and got an assist. That was his eighth goal and sixth assist against Spurs, um, playing for Arsenal, Everton and Southampton. And that's more goals and more assists than any other team he's played against. And like we mentioned earlier, if Fraser Force has got a call up at 34, is Theo not locking on the door? (laughs) (laughs) One last hurrah. Uh, He's had a good week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's my winner of the week, Theo Walcott. Uh, fair enough. Loser of the week, I said, FA Cup themed. I've gone for Fulham. 71 minutes in, control of the game, winning the game, looking looking like they're going to advance. And then, like we said earlier, 72nd minute, the game was just turned around on its head. Uh, Fulham desi- decided to lose their heads. William Redcard, Mitrovic for his outrageous behaviour, Redcard. <laughs> then Marco Silva, Redcard. And then, yeah, they're going to lose three goals in 18 minutes. Fulham Football Club are my loser of the week. No, I like that. They, that was a proper head loss of the week. Yeah, just total, total back. Conte, like, combusting they Fulham, yeah. Especially for how well they're playing as well, which is yeah, shocking. Yeah, bad. Um, I never yourself. thought this person would ever be mentioned on the podcast, <laughs> let alone have our own little feature. But my loser of the week is Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> So, for you Eagle Eyes supporters out there, would have noticed that Kim took her son Saint West to his beloved Arsenal yeah. on Thursday to see um, to see the mighty Arsenal play against Sporting and see Bukayo Saka. Um, Arsenal unfortunately lost on penalties, um, but to make it up, um, Saka then FaceTimed Kim oh. <laughs> <laughs> and spoke to Saint. Uh, over 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 the FaceTime. And then Kim couldn't get enough of the football and was back on Sunday to go watch PSG at home to Rennes. To, and then the boys think they met, the Saint went and met um, Messi. Mbappe. Oh, true. Messi and Mbappe met both of them. Yep. Um, it's not a bad life, is it? And they lost 2-0. Yeah. So the Kim Kardashian curse. Get well away. Come out to, don't give her a season to get her in the Etihad. <laughs> 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 and, um, I put a little joke here. Is Kim the new Drake curse? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did see the uh, media coverage of Kim. Kim Isn't it mad that just Kim Kardashian just get Bakayoko's number and FaceTime him? <laughs> just out of nowhere. Like, how has that happened? How, how yeah. has he woke up Friday morning FaceTiming Kim? <laughs> He's God's child. He can't be hanging around uh, with Kim. Bad influence. And he has to get his head down and focus. <laughs> <laughs> Got a league to in here, boys. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Good lose yeah. of the week. Uh, Kim, please never come back to the Emirates. 
Right. Let's go back to the beginning of the show. Have you had any thoughts on this? I've had, yep, I have. Um, so, let me just repeat it back good guy, for the listeners. Patrick Vieira was sacked last week following a recent run of poor results. But can you name the seven permanent Premier League managers Crystal Palace have had since 2013? 2013? That's when they got promoted. That's why. Oh, it's deep. Okay. So, Vieira? He's the eighth. Yeah. Oh, does he, does he, he's not even, oh, does he count the seven no, no. points? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hodgson. Yep. Pardew. Yep. Allardyce. Three out of three for the old boys club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the merry-go-round. Uh, they had that, is it DeBoer? Yeah, Frank DeBoer. Frank, that's it. I think he's statistically the worst yeah. ever manager, isn't he? He was like in charge about two minutes. Mm. Um, how many is that? Four. Yeah. Warnock. Yep. That's five. Five out of seven. That's a pretty good effort. Uh, did Holloway get him promoted? Holloway did get him promoted. Did he manage in the Prem? He did, did they, manage yeah. him in the Prem. Okay, good. That's six. Frank seven. DeBoer was, I think, was would get a lot of people out. Because yeah. he was only there for like six games. Yeah, I think he was there for four games, actually. I only remember, yeah, because of that reason. Because he was there for such a little time. is ridiculous. Uh, seventh. Oh, who's the... Their assistant, or whatever the bloke that fills in, is that weird bloke with glasses. Like, has been Vieira's... It's not him. It's not him. No, he's an actual manager. Oh, okay. It's probably after Holloway or in between in that section. Don't know, six out of seven. Uh, don't know, I can't even... Do you want a clue? Go on, give us a clue. Um, I think you could chuck him in the old boys club and he wouldn't look out of place. <laughs> was it Pulis? Yeah. Oh, it was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tony Pulis. Of course he was. Ah. Yeah, he would He would fit in nicely in that yeah, in the old boys it, club. Yeah, that, that, that club. Allardyce. Mark Hughes getting back. Mark Hughes is, Mark Hughes is the founder of that club. Yeah, he is the old boy. Oh, yeah, it's good. I like it. Pulis. Yeah. I've got all seven. Yeah. Very good. Right, well done. That brings a, a wrap to this week's episode. Um, yeah. Thank you all, all again for listening. Um, we'll come up with something fun next week because I yeah, don't want to talk about England, uh, Italy or England, Ukraine. Yeah. We're not talking European about qualifiers. People. No way. Nothing like that. I do not want to speak about it. So we'll think about something fun to do in the week and we'll have a we'll have a talk and we'll let you listeners know. But there will be an episode next Monday, so don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and liking everything on the socials. If you want us to put anything on the socials or come up with any ideas you'd like us to talk about, then just let us know. And Yeah, and like we say, always get involved on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Mm. Leave your comments and thoughts and all the rest of it. And oh, yeah, yeah. We're, back. we're back next week with episode 38. 38. 38. Churn them out. <laughs> <laughs> Take care and stay loyal. Stay loyal.